Welcome to Freedom is Your Portion. I am your host, Nicole Neighbors. It is my pleasure to serve you today. And today's topic is freedom. The Holy Scriptures talks a lot about freedom, particularly in the New Testament. So we are going to look at the text in John 8. We will begin at the 31st verse. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offsprings of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you, are, you will be free indeed. I'm going to stop right there. So there are a couple components here where Jesus talks to the Jewish people who believe in him and explains what freedom is. He first begins by saying that if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Let me first begin by telling you that it's a privilege to know the truth. But even more than that, the most harmful thing to humanity is ignorance and a lack of knowledge. Remember, the scripture tells us that the people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, not destroyed for money, not destroyed for anger or for hatred, but for a lack of knowledge. And so here, Jesus emphasizes that the truth is going to set you free. And what is that truth? That truth is a knowledge of him. That truth is him establishing a kingdom of love. The truth is knowing that you are no longer a slave to sin, but that you can be set free. The truth is knowing that um, there is redemption and restoration even when you make mistakes. The truth is understanding that you fall short of the law, but grace abounds and makes up for that which you cannot do in your human capacity. That's the truth that he's explaining to the onlookers that he's speaking to. And then he goes on to talk about how if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Let me just back up a little bit. Um, yes, so he says that those who practice sin are, a, are slaves to sin. And so what this means is it doesn't really matter that you haven't been into slavery or that maybe you in our day and time you haven't been incarcerated or detained for any particular reason. 
what he's saying is that if we practice sin, if sin at some point was a part of our life, we became a bond servant to that, which means that we willingly chose to partake in that particular thing. Um, And by doing so, it placed us in a house whereby there was no inheritance, but only consequences. You know, the wages of sin is death. And so that's the house that it placed us in. Um, A house where we wager our life, a house where we wager our peace, a house where we live in a state of guilt, um, a house whereby we are unable to access the fullness of what God has for us. And so as a result, uh, we remain in this place of stagnation and self-destruction because slowly we are allowing this one particular thing that doesn't always remain one thing. There are other things that, add, that, are, that become added onto those behaviors and it becomes a place of self-destruction. And so he's saying that um, if, you know, you don't have to stay in that house You know, there's no fruit that's going to come out of that house. That's not why I created you. I created you for so much more, for, for so much more. And because I created you for so much more, I am here now, which is the son. I'm the son of God. And those who I set free are free from the, the law. They are free from the blame of um, guilt. They are free from sin that tries to bind them and uh, bring them into that place of destruction. They are free from those things because they can reach upon the truth. They can reach out to the truth that sets free. You see, those things work together. The truth is a knowledge of God and that knowledge of God also extends the love of God to us because the love of God demonstrates the sacrifice of the father that sent his son so that we may have eternal freedom. Not only are we not bound to sin, but we now are able to overcome the chain of death. Because of what he did on Calvary, we have eternal life. And so our lives aren't damned and the, and, the, and the chains of death no longer can control and bound us. And so it's just truly a beautiful, beautiful thing um, that Jesus is highlighting here to the Jewish people. And then what he says to us today, it's important for us to know that if we believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died and he resurrected and now is in a heavenly place with the father that we have access to the kingdom. Remember, it is also in John where he says, I am the door. What door is he talking about there? He's saying that I am the door to eternal life. 
I am the door to the kingdom of love. I am the door to healing, to deliverance, to grace, immeasurable grace, immeasurable mercy. I am the door. And so through our belief, we enter into that door and we come into the understanding uh, through the help of the Holy Spirit how he is, um, how he functions in our life and how we are able to allow him to sanctify us, to purify us, to affirm us in our purpose, um, to remove the shame, to remove the hurt, to remove the double-mindedness. And as those things are removed from our our lives and we walk away from that house that once had us bound, we enter into the blessedness of the freedom of the Son. We enter into the blessedness. We become, we take on our role as high priest and we become uh, representatives of God in the earth realm like ambassadors. Our hands become extensions of his hands. Our feet are ordered by him. We have the mind of Christ. Our heart is an altar. It is a heart of flesh, but it is an altar that is holy and acceptable unto him. A place where he is able to rule and reign, a sacred space where we are able to commune and worship with him but even extend that love, that grace, and that mercy to those that we see, to the world that we live in. This is what it is to have freedom. It's embracing the peace of God. Because see, as he pours out peace, our response to the peace is rest. Um, It's embracing Uh, faith you know as God speaks as he speaks to us as he speaks to our spirit or even speaks to us through the scripture faith is responding you know applying those things to our lives moving in that place as grace abounds to us um, having a heart that is grateful I can go on and on, but that's what it is to be free. Um, It's to be without blame. It is to have live in a state of peace, live in a state of joy, and to know that you know that you know at all cost that God is for you. And knowing that God is for you, nothing can be against you. It's knowing that your prayers avail because you're clothed in his righteousness. It's knowing that you are in the palm of his hand, that he's mindful of you, mindful of your needs and and always working to develop your purpose and move and shift you in your purpose. 
God is good. God is good. And the freedom that we receive in him, uh, we understand more and more the fullness of the word good. My name is Nicole Neighbors, and it has truly been a pleasure to speak with you on today about the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Feel free to share this uh, with uh, your friends and your family, and feel free to leave a comment or a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. May grace abound, and may peace be your portion. God bless you. Thank you.